This is the Eye of the Sabercat podcast. I am your host, Kian Gupta. Welcome to episode two of the Eye of the Sabercat podcast. In today's episode, we will talk with Principal Greenfield. I'll share some thoughts on the wildfires. We will get to know a student and a few teachers. Another student will share her thoughts on recent events. We will hear from the PTO. And we will listen to another book review. Enjoy the podcast. It's a long one. Let's start this episode with Greenfield Growls, which is a segment where we chat with Mr. Greenfield. So, Mr. Greenfield, we just went through an unusual summer. What fun things did you do this summer? So, I spent a lot of time over in Santa Cruz surfing with and without my kids. I also did a couple of road trips. One road trip, I took my boys to Mount Shasta, and then we went to Crater Lake, and then to Bend, Oregon, and we did some mountain biking, and we jumped in Crater Lake. Um, We also went up to Lake Tahoe for a weekend as well, where we floated on the river, and did some downhill mountain biking at North Star. Cool, surfing sounds so much fun. Too bad the summer had to end. I was sad when I found out you would be moving to Shibuya Middle School, but then I was really happy when I heard you were coming back. How do you feel about staying at Silver Oak instead of going to Shibuya? Though I was looking forward to going to middle school, where I used to teach and was a principal before, with everything that's going on, it made a lot more sense for me to stay at Silver Oak because I know families, the community, and the teachers. So I feel really good this year about being at Silver Oak. I feel like I've been able to get out and see a lot of students when I'm doing my Exhibiting Excellence Awards. Um, I know the teachers and we have great relationships and I know the families. So I am happy to be back at Silver Oak. Well, I am very glad you are back. So now that you are back, what happened the biggest challenges for you this school year with distance learning? For me, I think the biggest challenge has been about how to stop working when I am home and on the weekends. Um, I think with people working from home and everything that's going on, it doesn't seem like the day ever ends or the meetings ever stop. So for me, I'm trying to figure out how to build in some of that balance in my life again. Okay, I hope you can figure it out. Moving on to something more fun, what are your favorite streaming shows? I just finished Cobra Kai. That was a good one. If anyone's got any recommendations for my next streaming, that would be great. My family and I really enjoyed Lost in Space. Maybe you and your kids can try that one. Anyways, what are your favorite foods? Um, Being from New York, pizza and bagels are my favorite foods. I also love pizza. Speaking of New York... How are your New York Giants looking this year? They are not looking good so far. 0-2, not a good way to start the season. Though, those New York Jets aren't looking too much better. Are there any general announcements you'd like to make? Those of you that are interested, Battle of the Books has started, um, or the sign-ups has started. We'd love for you to be out there. Ideally, I'd love to be able to bring people back to do that outside in a safe um environment 
So those are the conversations I'll be looking forward to having with you and your parents. I hope you have a great start to the year. Thank you, Mr. Greenfield. See you next time. Next up is Kean's Corner. Today, I would like to talk about what has been affecting us all for the past month, which is the wildfires. The SAU fire is the fire that burned to within five miles of Silver Oak. So far, the SCU fire has burned over 396,000 acres. How big is that? It is more than half the size of the whole state of Rhode Island. There were over 2,000 people, 253 engines, and 9 helicopters fighting the SCU fire on August 29th. But as of September 15th, there are only 8 people and 2 engines fighting the SCU fire, and the fire is 98% contained. You might be wondering, why was the sky orange that one day? It was like being in another world. Well, it was orange because of the smoke being thick and high in the atmosphere instead of at ground level. Smoke particles are just the right size to block the blue light before it gets to your eyes. That means the red and yellow light from the sun comes through and make the sky orange. Pretty cool, huh? Now it's time for Cup Chat. Today, we'll be getting to know Ion K, who is a first grader in Miss Noah's class. Ion, what happened the funnest things you did this summer? This summer, we couldn't do much because of COVID-19, but I still got to have a lot of fun. I got to go to the beach, I got to go hiking, and I got to watch a lot of movies. Awesome! It sounds like you had a fun summer. Tell us about your favorite foods. My favorite foods are burgers, fries, and cheese pizza. Cool. What are your favorite movies? My favorite movies are Star Wars and Harry Potter. Those are some of my favorite movies, too, especially Return of the Jedi. Do you have a hidden talent? My hidden talent is that I'm training to be a Jedi. Me, too. I took Jedi training at Disney World a few years ago and got to fight Darth Vader. You should try it if you go there. Okay, so what do you like about distance learning? I like distance learning, but I wish I could be at school. I miss playing with my friends at recess. I really miss going to the steam lab. I also wish I could be at school. Thank you, Ion. It was fun getting to know you. Next is our PTO portal, which is a segment where we hear from the PTO. Today, we will be hearing from the president of the PTO, Shalon Blanco. Thanks for joining the podcast, Ms. Blanco. My first question for you is, what, what is a pledge and what is the pledge drive? The pledge drive is our annual fundraiser that takes place um, in the beginning of the school year and runs for a couple of months. And a pledge is a monetary donation that goes towards our goal for the school year. Okay, thanks. Where does most of the pledge money go? The funds raised go 
directly into the classrooms and to the school, which benefits all our students. It allows um, Silver Oak Educational Partnership to provide support and overall enrichment back into Silver Oak. Um, your pledge dollars raised are budgeted to be spent during the current school year. As a public school, Silver Oak would not be able to provide the high standard of education that we want for our children without the supplementary financial support of SOAP. Great! Do you know what events will be coming back this year? It's been challenging to determine what events will we have this school year. We are working to offer programs in ways that we can connect in our new virtual school world. And um, so we are expecting to try and continue to have a lot of our normal events um, for the school year just virtually. Um, so, for example, we will still have Battle of the Books. We will do a uh, walk back at home challenge. Um, we'll do a virtual book fair, um, red, ribbon, red, excuse me, red Ribbon Week. Um, there is a full list um, on the PTO page and we will continue to update it as we move along throughout the year. I hope we can do all the events. Do you know about any events we might not be able to do this year? We are trying to trying our best to keep all of our events that we typically do throughout the year um, and just have it virtual. So um, if there were an event that we would not have this year, or I don't want to say not, but might not have, is uh, the upper and lower grade play, uh, teacher pastime, or our end of the year family fun fest. However, we will definitely continue to monitor you know, the guidelines and reassess as the school year moves forward. Okay, thanks. I just wish we can do all the events which you just said we can't do. Do you have any other amounts, announcements you, you would like to make? Uh, yeah, I just want to remind parents that uh, Silver Oak is on social media. There is an official Silver Oak Instagram and a YouTube channel, so please subscribe to that. And PTO actually just launched a private Facebook page for our community. We're hoping to try and stay connected in some way, shape, or form and come together to share ideas and offer support. So please check out the Silver Oak website for more information on all of our social media platforms. Awesome! Since you are a parent, how has distance learning been going in your household? Distance learning um, had a rough start in our house about maybe the first two weeks. Um, we have three kids doing virtual classes here at home. Um, so it was just challenging you know, to make sure that all three had their device working properly, were able to log on, um, their headsets were all working, connected. But I think um, we've gotten that routine down pretty good. Um, they're, they're pretty good about getting on, online in the morning, in between snacks and coming back from lunch, um, and then doing their homework. So I think we've been doing pretty good. I'm glad you are doing well in your home. What have been the biggest challenges? I think one of the biggest challenges we've had 
um, is the amount of screen time. Um, being that the, the kids are learning all day online and then um, wanting to play games online as well as their downtime or their fun time with their friends, it was trying to find the balance of what is too much screen time. Uh, we do understand that socializing is just as important now because they don't have that in-person interaction to hang out with their friends. Um, so finding a happy medium between school, online screen time, and then the quote-unquote hangout time with their friends um, is what we're trying to work on still. So hopefully we'll be able to figure that out soon. I'll let you know about that one. I totally agree with you, the screen time. My parents told me the same thing. Well, thanks for answering all of my questions. I hope I can talk to you again on the podcast. Now it's time for Cub Thoughts, a segment where a student shares their thoughts on some topic. This week, Kaylin G. from Miss Fong's fourth grade class shares her thoughts on a recent event. Go ahead, Kaylin. As you may know, somebody named Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away recently on September 18th. Let me tell you a bit about this amazing woman. She was born in 1993 and died at the age of 87. Growing up, her sister died at a very young age and her mother died one day before Mrs. Ginsburg's high school graduation. Because she was always had good grades. She got to Harvard Law School where she was one of only nine women in the whole class over 500 students. While in law school, she had a baby girl and her husband sadly got cancer. With all this going on, she still graduated first in her class at Harvard Law School. You think she would easily get be able to get a job as a lawyer but that didn't happen because she was a woman and a mother so she decided to work at um the law school on civil rights projects later she finally got a job as an assistant at Rutgers university but they told her she won't get paid as much as others because she had a husband and already made money don't you think that's crazy and unfair? Later, she was pregnant again, so she wore really baggy clothes uh, to hide that she was pregnant so she wouldn't lose her job. In 1993, she became second woman to be appointed to the, the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in America. While on the Supreme Court, she fought for gender equality which means she thought men and women should be treated equally. That sounds like common sense to me. She was all, she also fought for civil rights, which means that people are treated equally regardless of their gender, skin color, religion, nationality, age, or disability. Besides her fights in court, she also had health problems to fight. She fought cancer five times, had 
heart surgery, fell and broke her ribs, had surgery to have gallstones removed, and had many infections, but she really missed a day of work. The Pledge of Legions, which we say every morning, ends with justice for all. She actually spent her whole life fighting for this. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg is great and that we need more people like her leading our country. Thanks, Kaylin. I completely agree with you that we need more people like her. Now, let's move on to teacher time. In this segment, I interview Silver Oak teachers and get to know them a little better. Today, I'll be interviewing fifth grade teachers, Ms. Giacomini and Ms. Tibbins. What have been the biggest challenges for you in distance learning? Let's start with Ms. Giacomini. The biggest challenge for me has been sitting all day. I'm definitely used to walking around my classroom and engaging with students and sitting in front of the computer being stationary has been very hard for me. My biggest challenge by far has not being able to see all of my students at the same time. Having so many students in a classroom and using Zoom as a platform doesn't allow me to see everyone's face. So I'm constantly toggling between screens to try to see, reach, and connect with my students. And that can definitely be difficult. I can see how that can be a pain. So, what are your biggest pet peeves in school? Ms. Tibbins, why don't you go first this time? Some of my biggest pet peeves in school are just the unforeseen technical difficulties and how often students like to try to communicate them, which they are trying to be helpful, but it becomes difficult when everyone unmutes themselves at the same time to say, you're frozen, you're glitching. Um, It's this wonderful support system that we have. At the same time, it just makes for a lot of volume and a lot of noise. So that can get tough, but at the same time, it's very endearing. I don't have too many pet peeves that come to mind, but I agree that any any tech issue is frustrating, but there's nothing really we can do about it. We just all have to be patient with each other. I also don't like the technical difficulties. Sometimes I get kicked out of the Zoom meeting for no good reason. Mr. Okamini, we'll start with you on this one. What are some of the things that you don't have to do in distance learning, what you would normally do for regular in-person learning? I get to sleep in more, which is really nice. And um, the thing that I miss most, well, one of the things that I miss most about in-person learning is that Mrs. Tibbins and I would always decorate our classroom with a theme, and we didn't get to do that this year. So I really missed creating a theme and then decorating accordingly. One thing I don't have to do is commute. I actually live about 45 minutes outside of San Jose, so not having to drive to and from in long roads full of traffic is something I get to enjoy the perk of with distance learning as opposed to being in person. Cool. Let's move on to some fun stuff. What are your favorite shows? Ms. Giacomini? I guess I... I I'm not a huge television watcher normally, but I mean, there are shows I like. I like Yellowstone. I like watching sports on TV. I like things on Bravo. What about you? Let's be honest. I'm 
all things Bravo all day, every day. It is my absolute favorite channel. It's an opportunity for me to just tune out, relax, and just laugh a little bit. So I feel like that's really where my television watching comes into play. Okay. What are your favorite foods? Let's start with you again, Ms. Giacomini. My favorite foods are pizza is my number one. I've never gotten sick of it. I love it. I could have it every day. I wish I had it every day, but I don't. I like any Italian food. I like Mexican food, but pizza is my number one. Two words, French fries. <laughs> Hands down, my favorite food. All of my students know this about me. I also love Mexican food. That's a close second and everything Miss Giacomini described, but French fries are just truly the gift that just gives on giving. They're delicious. <laughs> I also love French fries and pizza. What would you sing at karaoke? Well, we actually have a karaoke song. So uh, Mrs. Timmons and I have been friends for a long time, and we've attended several parties together. And there's always a song. It's a duet that she and I have sung for a number of years, and it's called American Boy by Estelle featuring Kanye West. And I take the Kanye West part. I take Estelle. We try to harmonize, and no matter if people want to hear it or not, we're willing to always be on the mic and sing. We always sing that song, American Boy. <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. You will have to do a performance for our class or a feature episode sometime. What are your favorite sports teams? Ms. Tibbins, you want to start? It's San Francisco 49ers. Yes. They're my favorite of all time. I love all Bay Area sports teams. I love the Giants. I love the 49ers, Sharks, Warriors, A's. I will root for any team from the Bay Area. And um, they, I, you know, I love it when they do well, but I'm still a fan even when they don't. I also love the 49ers. Okay, final question. A lot of people think you are sisters. Are they correct? Ms. Giacomini, do you want to start? We are not sisters, although we have... What? We're not? <laughs> Sometimes we act like sisters. We're as close as sisters, but we are not blood sisters. Um, we have had this question asked to us since we first started out at Silver Oak 18 years ago. We both have real-life sisters, but we are not, in fact, sisters. But I love her like a sister. Aww. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ms. and Ms. Tippins, for that en very entertaining interview. That's it for today's Teacher Time. <laughs> Welcome to this week's book review. The student giving us a book review today is 5th grader Tanisha B. A book I want to tell you about is called The Snicker of Magic by Natalie Lloyd. It's a fictional book and its reading level is 4.7. As soon as I read the summary of this book, I knew I wanted to read it because it included magic in the book. Here's a little sneak peek of the story. Some people collect baseball cards or hedgehogs, but not Felicity Juniper Pickle. She collects words, words people are thinking about or words they want. Some have wings and some have zebra stripes. Yet, although Felicity has been all over the country, there's one word she's never seen, home. Felicity is tired of wandering from place to place. Making friends when you're the new girl can be super hard. 
But when the family's dusted green van rolls into Midnight Gulch, Felicity feels her luck begin to change. For the first time in 11 years, she's found a place where she can grow some good memories and maybe even make a friend. That's because Midnight Gulch used to be magical. Well, until a curse drove the magic away. At least that's what most people think. Felicity can tell there is still a snicker of magic in Midnight Gulch. It hasn't disappeared. It's just been playing hide-and-seek for a long time. All she has to do is find the right words to turn it loose. One thing that I really liked about this book is that the main character in the book, Felicity, has synesthesia, which is a condition where you maybe see colors and shapes when you're listening to music or you see words all around you, just like Felicity does. I hope you read this book. This brings us to the end of episode two. If you are interested in being part of future podcasts or have ideas for topics to cover or other people we can interview, please contact me, King Gupta, at iathesabercat at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time on, I, on the Eye of the Sabercat podcast.